This podcast is brought to you by MediShare, affordable and biblical health care sharing. Visit MediShare.com slash unpacking it. You deserve affordable, reliable health care. It's MediShare. Welcome to the weekly Unpacking It Facebook Live podcast, where we unpack the very latest in sports, faith, and life. Now, from Charlotte, North Carolina, from his mouth to your ears, here is Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It Live podcast presented by MetaShare. I'm Bryce Johnson. Hope you're doing great today. For the next hour, we will unpack sports faith and life with the unpacking it community of sports fans thank you for joining us hopefully you've already subscribed to our youtube channel just search unpacking it also our podcast is on spotify apple podcasts be sure to subscribe there also rate review share we greatly appreciate that in just a little bit we will do our segment unpack this Uh, that takes a sports story, relates it to the Bible, relates it to our own lives, and we send out a devotional uh, with a similar topic Monday, Wednesday, Friday through email, and so you can subscribe for free on our website, unpackingit.com slash subscribe to make sure that you get Unpack This in your email inbox. But man, it is great to be here on this Monday following Thanksgiving Kind of getting my bearings. You know, I'm a couple pounds heavier today, so trying to you know make my way up and down the stairs here at the studio. But but here we are, uh, a little after two. Uh, but but glad to have you with us. And it is one of those days where the format is is full. We we've got tons of ideas, tons of topics. The the headlines are so full, and today's theme is being full. And so we will get to that even more in just a little bit. But in college football, you've got the coaching carousel, which I find fascinating. Uh, the, the news coming out of Oklahoma uh, today is, is mind-boggling with, with Lincoln Riley leaving to, to USC. And, and what does that look like? And what does that mean? And then how about the weekend in college football? Saturday was fantastic. The Michigan-Ohio State game is always so much fun. And the fact that Michigan finally got it done – with Jim Harbaugh, that was cool to see. So that was a, a special game. And then we followed that up with a tight down-to-the-wire Auburn-Alabama game. And all of a sudden, the game ended. That was a, that was a weird ending with the two-point conversions. I'm sure Luke wasn't too thrilled about that, so we'll get his thoughts in just a moment. And, and then also in the NFL yesterday, there are a number of teams that are pulling away, that are, are saying, hey, we're, we're the cream of the crop. And then you've got all these other teams down at the bottom fighting for a playoff spot uh, down to the, the playoff standings. It's like, who wants that last spot? Like, what are the Chargers doing? Panthers, Eagles, they apparently don't want in. Vikings, what are they doing? Uh, the Steelers have said, all right, we're out. Thanks for playing. We'll see you next year. Uh, we'll see you next year with a new quarterback. So uh, thanks, Pittsburgh. It was a fun, fun year. Thanks for the little glimmer of hope you gave us a few weeks ago. Uh, but they're, they're done. And so... Uh, what about the San Francisco 49ers saying, hey, don't forget about us. We, we don't care about Trey Lance. We, we just wasted a top pick. We don't, I'm not going to say wasted. We just used a top pick. Could have used somebody maybe to help us this year, but eh, we'll, we'll worry about our future. We got Jimmy G. 
and Debo Samuel who's carrying us. And then the Tennessee Titans finally woke up and said, yeah, it's going to be tough to win. It's going to be tough to win without Derrick Henry, even though they actually ran the ball pretty well. But then you add in A.J. Brown, you add in Julio Jones. It's like, do they even – I don't even – they got practice squad guys. It's unbelievable. But uh, then New England said, yeah, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to be here for a while. We're, we're going to be in the mix. Tommy, we hope to see you in the Super Bowl. That's, that's, I, I, that's what I'm rooting for. I know that much. I'm rooting for Patriots, Bucks in the Super Bowl. And then, of course, my Carolina Panthers just got the news moments before we went on air. Christian McCaffrey done for the year. Oh, the ramifications. Oh, the talk here in Charlotte. It's wild. So we'll touch on that. Luke's Cowboys lost on Thanksgiving. So let's say hello to Luke. We'll hear from Henry in just a little bit as well. But Luke, how was Thanksgiving other than your boys losing and uh, disappointing everyone? And I thought the Raiders were done. So I called the Raiders done a couple weeks ago. Maybe not. Maybe they're, they're keeping it interesting. So how are you? How you feeling uh, after the long weekend? Well, gosh, I, I, I have some discomfort playing the injury card, but I'm going to play it again for my dear Cowboys. I'm going to come to their defense. You're still missing 50% of your pass-catching yards. No C.D. Lamb, no Amari Cooper. You're still missing your two defensive ends, which is an unbelievable loss for most teams. So I'm going to play that card again. And uh, even though I'm very much Team Tony Pollard, an unhealthy Zeke. So, uh, But nonetheless, a very winnable game. Went to overtime, so I almost I, – I, I, this may sound crazy to some people. I would rather lose than tie in the NFL. There you uh, go. Seeing okay. seeing that third digit on your record, the whatever the wins losses and then ties, just let me lose. Let me lose. I don't want to tie. You go to overtime to win. So the fact that it didn't end in a tie salvaged that game because if it, it, if it would have ended a tie, it would have been horrific. So um, did you so, yeah. follow up the loss with an extra piece of pumpkin pie, or were you okay following the loss? So here's the thing. I I dominated some food this weekend, <laughs> and uh, it, it was funny. It uh, was with my wife's family, kind of first time hanging out around a lot of them, met a lot of them at, at the wedding, and they're all over the country, and they don't spend – they don't every year all come together. So this year, they're at the grandparents' house, and I mean I'm putting back food. And uh, Madeline's grandpa says, yeah, I remember when I could eat like that. And it kind of hit me. I better take advantage of this metabolism while it lasts because it it won't last forever and I can get away with it. So I'm just going to stuff my face until I can't. Uh, (laughs) And, but going in, going into Thanksgiving again, not knowing many people, I'm really just, I just obviously know my father-in-law and mother-in-law and sister-in-law. And then obviously my wife haven't spent a ton of, (laughs) exactly. Yeah. Just had had to confirm that. Uh, haven't really spent a lot of time with with everyone, but the first 30 seconds, I knew it was going to be a good weekend. I walk in, Madeline's uncle comes in. His opening line to me is, hey, I got a fantasy football question. Ah, And I knew from then on, which I didn't know how much he knew about me. So maybe it was a risk on his end to just fire a fantasy football question, hoping I was a sports fan. But before he even said hi, is, hey, I got a fantasy question. And we hit it off. So it was a good weekend talking to the uncle. So, yeah. 
I like it. It's always yeah, if you can have a go to uncle, that that helps. That's always it's a game changer. Nice. It's a game yeah, changer. Yeah, that, that really is. So I'm glad glad you're able to to find that. So uh, My, uh th- Thanksgiving though with two daughters. So uh another daughter for Thanksgiving this year. It was it was an adventure. Maddie moved to the the child the kids table, the kids table. So she was she actually did a great job. She ate on her own. Uh, I didn't necessarily have to, you know, kind of feed her the whole time. So that was that was pretty good. So I was able to to nestle in. So my strategy on Thanksgiving was actually we celebrated the next day, but on on Friday, I sat in an end table or an end chair, and I basically sat there the entire afternoon. So people came and sat down. I interacted. They walked around me. I was kind of in the center of the action, but I just plopped there, and I'm a slow eater, and so I just ate and ate and ate while mingling without having to get up so it was actually very nice it was a very nice setup for me uh and it and it turned out well my my big question and takeaway that i wanted to, to bring up on the show and get some feedback on so coming up we, you know christmas time it's exciting and, and you're kind of stepping into this you know the, the the in-laws and the family what do you do for gifts and, and we'll talk about that as weeks come come up but the question is when someone gives you a, an article of clothing Mm. at a previous Christmas, do you make the point of wearing that item when you're with them? Or does that indicate this is the only time I'm wearing it and I'm only wearing it so that you see that I'm wearing it so that you get that little bit of credit for, Hey, hey, I love the shirt. Thank you so much. Even though I'm only going to wear this on Thanksgiving when I know that you're there. Hmm. Who's wrong? Who's right? What is the strategy to this? Because I just implemented this. I'm not going to say who gave it to me, but someone gave it to me, and I wore it on Thanksgiving. It may have, may have been a little itchy. I don't know, but I, I, I wore it, and I got credit, and it was acknowledged. You did get credit by twice. the person who gave it to you? Yes, twice. So I got two. Oh, you look great in that. Well, thank you. You gave it to me. So here it, here it, here it is. Here I'm wearing it. I've got it on. I never wear it any other time, but I'm wearing it today just for you. So is that okay? Oh, that's a tough one. So so my father-in-law is very good about wearing things that people give him. But I think he genuinely likes them. So uh, the, like every shirt he wore over Thanksgiving was some a birthday gift from the, from his previous birthday. But he likes those shirts, and I know he he wears those. No, he doesn't. He's lying. I know for a fact. I know for a fact he wears them outside on normal weeks. And then I gave him some old A&M shirts because he went uh, – they're all Aggies as well. Now, I have not confirmed if he wears them outside of when I'm around him, but he (laughs) always wears them when I am with him. So Uh. it's a tough question. Uh reflecting on my own perspective on what i do if i don't like it i'm just not going to wear it i, I don't oh, know ever. you're just burying it in the closet <laughs> or are think... you actually giving it away well it, it it's, away. it's a mix because i definitely have uh, some a hoarding mentality on well i could use this and uh, entertaining well what if i need it in 25 years i got make Ooh. sure to have it on hand <laughs> maybe need to over maybe need to correct that a little bit but i don't know i'm just i Maybe I'm a little picky. I, I not picky. I just have go tos where I just want to wear them over and over again. I've got a I've got a small arsenal of things that I just really enjoy wearing, and I definitely have some people pleasing tendencies in other areas. But wearing a gift, 
I just don't know. I, historically, I just I just don't do it. If I don't like it, you just, you're probably wow. never going to you're probably not going to see it on me. Wow, I've been the only thing. So early on in our marriage, Jody thought that I was going to be way cooler than than I am, and she thought that I might actually get away from kind of the classic look. So I just wear kind of clothes that I could have worn 20 years ago. I can still wear it today. I'll be able to wear them 20 years from now. Just yep. standard clothes, right? Well, one Christmas, she got me a um, denim, like a denim jacket with corduroy, <laughs> with, like, with like a, like a, like a, uh, like a cream, almost like a cream orange, uh, not orange, but like a khaki corduroy pants. And I put them on. I go, this isn't me. I, I, I can't wow. pull it off. I'm not wow. cool enough for this. So I'm not Jay Leno and I'm not cool, cool enough. enough I don't know if cool enough is the correct. I don't know if that's cool in general. I feel like they were so, – well, corduroy maybe not so much, but maybe the the, the denim jacket of some sort. But I, I said I, – I, this was early on in the marriage. I, we're not going to start this. I, I, I'm not going down this path. This is a dangerous path. I'm out. So we did have to return those, and, and now – Good call. played it a little safer since then. So. Oh. That's well, you see. You got to be careful. You, you, your first year of marriage, you got to set the tone early. That's Don't true. Get caught, don't get caught down any uh, crazy paths. I was because I was if you like you're a punk if, rock star or something, I don't know. Right. Well, if you ended up wearing that just to please her, guess what? You're getting in the next birthday. That's right. Or the next Christmas. Oh. You're setting your. You just got to bite the bullet there. I, I would have had all new friends. I, I maybe would have nice. pierced an ear. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know where it was <laughs> heading. It was, it was heading down a dangerous path. I didn't like who I was. As soon as I put that, that jacket on, those corduroys, it was something else. Well, so. so if someone gives you an article of clothing, it is kind of a different question. Do you put it on immediately? Do you need to wear it that day? Like, oh, yeah, I'll go try it on. Or it's uh, – do you just kind of, oh, nice, and then you just uh, – I'm just going to continue wearing what I have on today. It, it depends. So usually Christmas, I'll go all in, and I'll, I'll try to put everything on. So if I get multiple clothing items, they'll all go on at one time and kind of add to it throughout the day to see what that turns out to be. So yeah. that's kind of the silliness of, of me on I Christmas just, Day. I enjoy, I enjoy paying attention to uh, it's like the, the Seinfeld bit where Jerry says, if you repeat the gift, if you say the name of the gift out loud, they don't Ooh, like it. Oh, a, a labeler. <laughs> Oh yeah! Wow. If someone says the name out loud, that's, that's, great... that's the sign. Ah, this gift isn't it. Oh, a sweater! Yes. <laughs> oh, a sweater! Yeah, that's that's it. Wow, I've got it down. I've got it down. I get it. I get it. I appreciate it. So there you go. More more Christmas talk uh, as the weeks go on, leading up to our Christmas special. It'll be year number two with Luke and I. So we that's debuted right. that. That was actually the precursor to this live show. That uh, was. We had so much fun on the Christmas show, and then we started doing a live show on Mondays at the beginning of this year. So we will get back to that uh, coming up in a, in a couple of weeks. I've already I'm, – I'm, I'm one and a half Hallmark movies in, so I've got lots to talk about on the Christmas special. Wow. But we'll save that. So I know you've I'm, got lots of questions. My only comment, you brought up Hallmark. I'm about 15 in. So. Oh, you're already 15 in. You got way more time than I do. So I, I have limited time. So, and speaking of that, our topic today is all about being full and what are we full of? And so we're going to do the unpack this topic in just a moment. Uh, but before we jump in, uh, I want to thank our presenting sponsor, MetaShare. Uh, man, we're so excited to be partnered with them. And my wife and I, we've been MetaShare members for over five years MediShare has provided us with an affordable and effective way to pay for healthcare. 
And we just want to make you aware of this option. And, and so we've made it really easy for you. Just text the word UNPACK to 201-201. So the number is 201-201. And then use the word UNPACK. Uh, so that it'll trigger some information for you so that you can find out all about MediShare, figure it out, figure out if it's an option for your family. Uh, MediShare is an innovative healthcare solution for Christians looking to save money without sacrificing on quality. They're the nation's largest healthcare sharing community. And so Me- MediShare members take comfort in knowing their eligible medical expenses will be shared by their community. And so it's a wonderful option. So check it out. Uh, you can text the word UNPACK to the number 201-201. So definitely check that out. All right, let's do what we're convinced of. We want to hear what you're convinced of as well. If you're listening right now, and those of you uh, that listen to the podcast later, shoot me an email, uh, Bryce at unpackingit.com. Let us know what you're convinced of. And this is a fresh take for me. This is not written down. This is off the top of my head. We'll say hello to Henry. We'll bring him on for, for what I'm convinced. Uh, we'll hear what he's convinced of in a moment as well. He'll also do tap drill. So we've got a full show today. Lots to get to. Full show. But here's what I'm convinced of. I'm convinced it is time for the Carolina Panthers to move on from Christian McCaffrey. And along with that, I am mm. convinced that paying running backs is a huge mistake. You have to. You, you have to take advantage of young running backs. You draft running backs. You play them for their first three years. Yep. And then you have to move on. It's almost so obvious at this point. It makes sense. Now, what's interesting is Leonard Fournette scored four touchdowns yesterday, and he was drafted right before Christian McCaffrey, but the Jaguars already moved on from them, moved on from him. We saw how they did yesterday without Leonard Fournette. But that, that example aside, you, you look at the, the, the Tennessee Titans. You know, you you invest so much in Derrick Henry, but these guys take such a pounding year in, year out. Dalvin Cook in Minnesota takes a pounding. He was out. He's injured. We'll see if he comes back. I don't, I don't know how long he's going to be out, but he, he missed the end of yesterday's game, and the Vikings lost to the San Francisco 49ers. Whereas you go the, the San Francisco 49ers route, they've got different running backs all the time, and they've got Elijah Mitchell, a nice young rookie that they drafted. They drafted two rookies. One of them panned out. Trey Sermon did not. And, and then I, I look at teams like the Giants, your Giants, Henry, Saquon Barkley. You know, they got the win yesterday, but, but he's been in and out of the lineup. I'm not sure how reliant they can be on him and, and paying him big money in the future. Uh, you know, the, the Steelers, you know, they, they let Le'Veon Bell go years ago. And where is Le'Veon Bell, right? And, and so I, I just think back to the teams that have won Super Bowls, they, they, you know, the Chiefs, the Bucks of, of recent years, uh, all those Tom Brady Super Bowls, they're not paying running backs big money. That's not, that's not the way they did it. Even Leonard Fournette's on a deal in Tampa Bay. Um, and then Kansas City, you know, they, they've, they've had guys in and out of their backfield and, and, and do it by committee. So for the Panthers, I love Christian McCaffrey. He's a tremendous player. He's so talented. But at this point, the Panthers used him up. They, they, they gave him so many touches. They relied too heavily on him. And, and that now they've invested so much money in him that they haven't paid uh, enough money on the offensive line. So now he can't even thrive. He can't even have a successful season because there, there are no holes. And then he got hurt yesterday. He's on IR, and now he's out for the season, and it's another lost season for him. And so I'm convinced it's time to move on. Time to move on, invest in rookie running backs, and make the most of it. Luke, what do you think? Well, you know that I 
agree with your take completely. We, I am, I've, we both have been a part, a part of, on board the Tony Pollard train, uh, forever. Zeke. And yeah. Zeke's banged up. Pollard looks like he might get the start this week. So fantasy pro tip there. That's right. He's certainly going to get more carries. Zeke could Zeke could lose his job. I I really think so. No one on the Cowboys coaching staff was there when they drafted Zeke. No one was there when they extended him. They, I think, they, I think we're realizing quickly. Pollard Pollard's the guy. Uh, at least for like a sixty five percent share of the load. Um, I'm going to take my I'm convinced back to Thanksgiving, just because this is the first year I actually made food for the meal. And I'm convinced it allows you to appreciate Thanksgiving more when you are responsible for at least preparing one dish. Absolutely. One, because when you when you make a crowd favorite, you're on top of the world. It's a you nice are on family. top of the world. And you also get to appreciate the food more. Now, as a kid, I just wanted to sit and soak. I'm there to eat. Don't ask me to do anything else. I'll have some small talk with some family that I don't see that often, and then I'll latch on to the family I really like, and I'm just going to eat. And I'll watch football, and that's it. Call me harsh, but that was my perspective as a middle schooler and high schooler, and and I guess in college as well. But now I have responsibility. So this year, the wife and I, we made buttermilk pie, which was the first time. Buttermilk pie? Buttermilk pie. It was tremendous. Well, I don't even know what that is. I mean, I it's just it's sugar. Milk. It's really simple. It's just sugar, buttermilk, like some other things, and then some lemon zest. Some Very other good. Things. Some <laughs> other things. Normal <laughs> pie, normal crust, normal pie things. Um, and <laughs> then we made corn casserole, which was also tremendous. But the crowd favorite that I was working hard on in the kitchen, bacon-wrapped jalapeno poppers. Oh. So – it does not sound like Thanksgiving. Well, here's the thing. Madeline, Madeline's parents said, hey, bring something. Uh, what are you guys going to bring? And I said, you know what? I'm going to change it up this year. I'm going to bring some ha- bacon-wrapped jalapeno poppers. Madeline and I love making them. I can't stop eating them. My goodness, were they a crowd favorite. I put uh, them out as like a, a late morning, early afternoon uh, teaser for the oh, 2 o'clock. For, as an appetizer for the 2 o'clock, for the two o'clock Thanksgiving meal. At, at around 12 o'clock, the poppers were there, and they were gone in about 15 minutes. And I made about 24, and it was I, I, it was an incredible feeling. I actually provided. I felt like a grown man, and they were delicious. So I'm convinced, provide a dish your next Thanksgiving. It's so worth it. I, I'm very proud of you. That's great. It sounds like you, you contributed multiple items. However, I have a strict philosophy. Don't go big on game day early you gotta wait for the meal so i go light in the morning i just enough to tie me over just enough so that my 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 coffee i can settle my coffee that's it so i need a little bar in the morning and then i am i am fasting until meal time now it gets a little you know dicey when when meal time extends an extra hour hey the turkey's not ready yet which i explained last week and it happened again this year with another family um so it's again i'm the common denominator here but i had to wait for the 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 food to be ready but but the the jalapeno poppers see i'd go too heavy on them then i now i'm full i'm filled up on those and then i don't have room for what we're there for so that's my concern with that luke and speaking of contributions guess what i contributed this year I put the sweet potato pie 
or uh, casserole, sweet potato casserole in the oven. That's it. That's all I did. And I took it out. <laughs> and I took it out. So give it up for me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, poor, poor Jody was you know, peeling the you know, sweet potato after sweet potato. Yeah. Hey, can you handle putting it in and taking it out? I, I think I can. I, th- I think I'm going to do that this year. So, <laughs> satisfaction when everyone enjoyed those sweet, those sweet potatoes. But, yeah, just the right temperature. Just the right temperature. Just in That's there right. long enough. That's I a big roll. Right. Yeah. That's Don't a big roll. Leave it in too long, it's ruined. So uh, yeah. that, that's a big roll there. There you go. All right, Henry, what are you convinced of on this Monday morning following Thanksgiving? What's going on, boys? Now, before I get to what I'm convinced about, let's let's take the uh, Thanksgiving Day experience a step further. Now, me in particular, I believe in letting the stars be the stars. So I believe letting my wife, letting my mother-in-law handle all the cooking I'm the role player in the Thanksgiving Mm. Day experience. Mm. I help clean the house. I take out the garbage. I go get the groceries. I clean up the house. I make sure the kids clean up their clean up their rooms. I'm the role player. I'm the sixth man off the couch, making sure everything else (laughs) is done (laughs) or on the couch, however you put it, and making sure everything else surrounding the meal is all set. I make sure that the kids are the kids are showered, their room is done, and that's that's where I'm at. I, I play my role well, so I'm the sixth man on the couch doing everything else to prepare for the meal. I like that. Yeah, that's 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 my role too. I did get called into the kitchen to help with the cutting of the meat. We had ham and turkey. I slid over oh. to the ham because it was like the peel off ham. You know, it's like it's like pre sliced. Yeah. So so I uh, the, the turkey seemed way overwhelming. I was like, yeah, my brother in law handled that. So I did the ham. So I did get called in off the bench. So I, I, I know what you mean, Henry. Normally <laughs> I try to slide, you know, slide in the background. I, I like to be like the guy on the end of the bench with the towel cheering. <laughs> that's more my guy. That's more my strategy. I was asked to be the starting quarterback. Like now all of a sudden I'm dealing with the ham and ham and potentially right. the turkey. And I go, no, 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 no. I'm just going to hand it off. You know, I don't want to do that. So, uh, but you, you um, called an audible. You, you check yeah, it down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you do, you do the little you do the little check down. There you go. But what I am, <laughs> but what I am convinced about, I'm going to go to the world of college football. I believe that the SEC got sold a bill of goods with Oklahoma because what they what they thought they were getting they were getting Lincoln they thought they were going to get Lincoln Riley they thought they were going to get Spencer Rattler they thought that they were going to get the perennial big 12 experience coming down to the SEC oh how things change within 24 hours not only is Lincoln Riley bolting to the west coast Spencer Rattler has just decided he's going into the to the uh the transfer portal and the five-star recruit that was gonna go to Oklahoma he decided that he was gonna pull his letter of intent and so now he's not going to Oklahoma along with four other four five-star recruits so so when the SEC thought that they were gonna get a diamond in the rough now they just got the rough <laughs> well, as far as some of the current players, I mean, uh, it's hard to you're, you're you're banking on the next 10, 20, 50 years of, of Oklahoma football. But I do think your take on Lincoln Riley not getting him and we'll see who who replaces him. Because uh, I was read some earlier today, which I think is a fair concern. 
could Oklahoma head the direction of Nebraska, where, you know, a one-storied school and program, and they just kind of get left left behind. And, and to me, you know, not everybody's going to be great in the SEC. I've got a South Carolina friend that just speaks so highly of his school, even though they stink. And it's like, oh, we're in the SEC. Okay, great. Well, you get to be the last play, one of the last place teams in the SEC. <laughs> so, you know, I understand why Lincoln Riley left. It's because it's, it's going to be hard to win in the SEC, especially with, you know, Alabama will always be in the mix, even if Nick Saban leaves. But I, I guess potentially they take a step back then. But we, we George is going to be there for a while. George is building something special. We can expect that. So, you know, go to the, go to USC and Pac-12 is pretty winnable. Pretty winnable. So oh, yeah, um, he, he gets to go be the star. He's in a great, great opportunities. Great. Uh, he just has great resources there. You're on the West Coast. You have a storied program. You're the guy, a failing Pac-12, outside of Oregon, I guess. But, but he way more opportunity to be very successful instead of the SEC. So I mean, it it in some sense it's a no brainer. Yeah, it, I, I'm fascinated by the trickle effect and uh, you know what what happens next for Oklahoma, and and then also you know just even hearing some NFL names being thrown around now the LSU job's still open, um, so th- there is a lot a lot to get to. We'll try to get to some of that today on the show, uh, but we'll probably get to more of it as the weeks come on and, and a little bit more clarity with some of these openings. Um, I'm just glad that uh, Napier is leaving uh, Louisiana because that's App State's big rival. So. They're going, he's going to uh, Florida. So goodbye. Yeah. We'll see ya. Now we don't have to worry about them anymore. <laughs> um, but I guess we still play him in the, in the Sunbelt championship. That's but, right. uh, Big game. And he's coaching him. He's coaching him. Oh, oh he, he is. I was wondering about that. Yes. He is going to coach him. Okay, good. Well, we'll end his tenure there uh, with a loss. I like that. There you <laughs> go. There you go. Good. I like the way you think. They beat us earlier this year, embarrassed us on a Tuesday night. So I promise App State will uh, take care of business. Guarantee it. There you go. We'll talk yeah, to you. Don't, don't go away with the smile. Just go away. The Sun Belt, the Sun Belt win. That's right. Championship win. All right. Well, let me uh, let me jump into unpack this, and we'll hear from these guys uh, a little bit more uh, moving forward. And and so as I've I've mentioned multiple times, you know, we we come off Thanksgiving, and most of us, you know, we feel full, right? We're just man. I I ate so much food. I felt full all weekend long. Delicious pumpkin pie. Lots of Sweet potato casserole. Uh, someone brought brownies to Thanksgiving. Those were delicious. I got full on those. That's last interesting. Week. Brownies was, is interesting. Uh, it was, but they were delicious. I got to say. So I, I've enjoyed those the last couple of days. Um, and so I, I've started the eggnog. I'm in, I'm in on the eggnog. So that's mm. delicious. Uh, a, a vanilla flavored eggnog, uh, which is nice. So, mm. um, so kind of a unique flavor there. But uh, apple cider. So we're just full this time of year with the holidays, right? We're full with, because of food, but then also what happens? Our schedules get full. Yeah. Right. I mean, we got family responsibilities. There's so many activities, school functions, uh, work functions, church functions. If we want our schedules to be full, they can be full. And, and oftentimes we get caught up in that. It's like, Oh yeah, I gotta, I gotta do that. I gotta do this. This is a tradition. And this is part of the holidays. And well, yeah, I'm responsible to this person. And I got to say yes to this and yes to that. And so we have full, full bellies, full schedules, and hopefully, you know, we're, we're full of uh, enjoyment and joy as we 
experience friends and family and these fun activities. Mm -hmm. I know this is a wonderful time of year. I, I love it all. I try to do as much as I can, and I, I fill my, my calendar uh, in a big way. The other thing, though, this time of year is always hard for me as a sports fan because the sports calendar is full. I mean, Saturday, all the great games. At noon, it kicked off with Michigan and, and Ohio State, and then it went all day long with, with game after game and multiple games going on at once. Yep. Sunday, same thing. Yesterday's Sunday slate of games was really strong. Not only The games didn't necessarily turn out to be tight, close games as like we had hoped maybe. But um, mean, and meaningful games. But very meaningful games. And, and I thought we actually got a little bit more clarity uh, after yesterday too. Uh, just a couple teams that I think are out now, uh, which I mentioned earlier. But uh, but it was a full slate, and and now coming up this you know this week we've got games. You got college basketball throughout the week. You got the NBA throughout the week. You got the the Pac-12 championship Friday night. You got Saturday the rest of the championship games. From shout from, out to uh, English Premier night. League soccer for all you soccer fans out there. Saturday mornings, I'm there with you. I'm there with okay. you. Okay, so there you go. I'm I'm not. I'm watching uh, Barney or Mr. Rogers. But. <laughs> Um, we'll get into some Christmas movies this time of year. Yeah. Um, but, uh, we've, we've added Barney to the rotation. So he, I grew up a little bit on, I think I did, but, uh, anyway, he's with the daughters for those of who are just now tuning into the show with with his daughters, two year old, two year old, I found Barney and we're now in the Barney. So, so the point is our, our schedules are full, whether you're talking Christmas, whether you're talking food and eating or whether you're talking sports, we are full. Okay. And, and, and as I started thinking about this, I just started wondering, okay, what about our lives? What about our minds? What about our hearts? What are we full of? What are we, what are we, what are we filling our minds with? What are we filling our lives with? And when it comes to thoughts and emotions and feelings, you know, are we full of worry and fear or are we full of joy and peace? You know, if we fill our minds with, with the news, uh, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll lean toward the, the worry and the fear and, and all that. Some of that's reality as well. Um, but then also the question is, are we full of ourselves or are we full of humility? Is, is our mind full of negative thoughts or hopeful ones? Are we full of anger or bitterness or are we full of compassion and grace? Are our lives full of deep relationships, meaningful fellowship, and sacrifice to others, or is it full of self-seeking pleasures, surface-level acquaintances, and worldly pursuits? What is our life full of? And so as the year ends, we have to evaluate, you know, what, 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 is, what does it look like? What, what, what are we really filling our lives with? And, and then ultimately, we have to consider whether or not our lives are full of Jesus. And, and are, we, are we waking up taking advantage of being uh, spirit-filled and filling our lives with, with things of God, but more importantly, actually being filled with God and full of God and full of, 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 of Him and, and, and His presence and His goodness and experiencing the fullness of God. And so I spent the morning and even the afternoon looking up and studying this topic of the fullness of God. And I, and I got to tell you, it's somewhat complicated. It's somewhat challenging to really consider what it means to uh, experience the fullness of God. And so I want to go to a couple verses and, and we'll unpack it. Um, but but here, here's the deal. When, when we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, 
He comes into our hearts, into our lives. He fills our souls. But all too often, we forget that this fullness of love, power, and goodness is actually in us. Hmm. So if we're inviting him in, well, the fullness of God is poured into the fullness of Jesus, which then is, the, the, and, and his spirit is then poured into us. And so we have this fullness in us. Yet we don't take advantage of it. Why? Because we're we're filled with eggnog and 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 everything else, right? The the world we're we're filled with so many things with the world that we forget the fullness that we have available to us. And so Colossians mm-hmm. it says, "For in Christ there is all of God in a human body. So you have everything when you have Christ, and you are filled with God through your union with Christ. He is the highest ruler with authority over every other power." And then the Apostle Paul, he, he wanted his people, to, and, and, and us, to fully experience God's power and love. And so in Ephesians, there's a longer part, but we'll focus on Ephesians 19. Uh, and to know the love of, he's kind of, he's kind of, this is his prayer for these people. And to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. That you may be filled with all the fullness of of God. And, and so as we continue into our, our full holiday season and sports calendar, we've got to recognize that God's presence uh, is all around us and it's, it's ultimately in us. And, and so we've got to, to fully embrace his unending love, which in many ways is so hard for us to, to comprehend because we have a limited understanding. But as we, as we seek him, as we acknowledge uh, that, that he's in us and that we have the, the access to him and, and the ability to tap into the fullness of who he is. So we don't get a little bit of Jesus. We, we, have, we have all of Jesus. So let's embrace that fullness that's available to us. Now, we don't get to experience the fullness of God until we're reunited in heaven in perfect harmony and eternity forever, right? And so this still is a broken world. But I read this earlier that it gave me a good understanding. We're, we're like that little thimble, you know, a little thimble. If you pour water, it's still a fullness of water. That little thimble is, uh, if you took a little bit of the ocean, right? It's still the fullness of the ocean is in that little thimble. And yet it's just, a, you know, it's just a thimble. And so we're just a human body, but the fullness of Christ is in us. The fullness of God is in us. Um, and so, yeah, it's not the whole ocean of, of, of God that, that, we'll, that you know, we just can't fully comprehend or, or fully understand uh, right now. Uh, but it's a process of understanding that more and understanding his love and, and understanding that that love is, is really what we're after. And that's what enables us to live this, this in the fullness, to live full of peace, hope, and, and live that spirit-filled life. And so we've got to understand the depth of his love in order to do that. And, and so ultimately, we, we want to desire to be full of God in, instead of ourselves. All too often, we're living lives where we're just full of ourselves. We're full of worldly pursuits when, when we can live lives full of meaning, purpose, joy, hope, love, and peace uh, as we embrace the reality of the fullness of God that's available to us. So again, it's somewhat confusing. I, I, forgive me for the parts that weren't maybe clear. Uh, I'm learning as well. Uh, but I just know that God is beyond our comprehension, the way that he loves us. Uh, but, but as we pray and seek him, 
we can understand more and more and experience him more and more. And our lives can be filled more and more with Jesus. That that's what we want. We want this holiday, holiday season to be filled with him. Mm-hmm. Not filled with the shenanigans, filled with him. So that's the encouragement. That's the challenge for all of us today. You can unpack that. Yeah. That's good stuff. Um, I'm trying to think of where I want to start because I, I have multiple perspectives or comments. Uh, I, in one sense, yes, there's encouragement. We live in this weird time in the history of the world where there's like there's pre-Christ in the way things operated, and then there's Christ, <clears throat> and then there's the end times. But we we almost get we get to experience part of the things to come now. Like we have the Holy Spirit for those who are in Christ. But yet we're still waiting for a greater fulfillment. Like we have partial fulfillment of uh, of the Messiah, and but he's still going to come back. We have partial fulfillment of relationship with God, being restored to God. But then there's a there's we're still waiting a fuller fulfillment of that, which is encouraging because we're still like we've been saved, but we're also waiting for another sense of salvation from this world and fully being restored into heaven with God. So it's almost interesting trying to navigate this time period, which is, that's what, I mean, the New Testament is all about, not all about, but there's a lot in the New Testament, Paul's letters on living now, being just holding on to what you've received now, remaining faithful, remaining obedient. And this idea of fullness in its in its partial confusion, it's not it's not all theological. Like there's practical wisdom in God's word on what it means to be full, to be filled, especially for those of us in the United States with how easy it is to be distracted. There's so many things begging for our attention. Again, especially this time of year, if you think about it, sit down, think of all that you have going on. Thing, good things too. The good things, unless you do too much of them, but like think of everything at your church. Potentially, churches doing plays, uh, different services, outreach events. Then you have again the sports schedule, your team, your different leagues you watch, the NFL, college football at the end, important games, NBA starting, uh, and getting going, college basketball, soccer. Uh, if you're a major league soccer guy, uh, playoffs right now there's so much time with family your jobs a lot of people's jobs with year of uh, the end of your quotas to meet uh, if you're working the holidays if you're a student or a teacher finishing the semester there's so much going on so it's like okay what practical things can i hold on to and paul tells us and scripture tells us uh, galatians 5 Walk by the Spirit, not by the flesh. Ephesians 5, you talked about 519. Paul says, be filled with the Spirit. That's different than being initially receiving the Holy Spirit, but being filled with the Spirit in in your moment, the moments of every day. Am I walking in obedience and submission to the Spirit's leading? Or am I feeding the flesh? And how do you know? The fruits. That's right. There's fruits of the Spirit which is the love, joy, peace, all of that, faithfulness, or there's fruits of the flesh, and it's just living in sin. And it's it just it inwardly reflect, especially now. It's so easy when you're when we're distracted. I know looking at my life, what's the first thing to go a lot of times? Time in God's Word, mm. spending time in prayer, uh, looking for the needs of others. It is so hard 
when we have a full schedule and full distractions to look for the needs of others. Right. All we do is care about ourselves in moments like that's what we do all the time. As humans, we are the best at looking after our own self, mm. even though that's not the actual best for us. Um, God knows it's best for us. But it just now when it's so hard, we have to reflect, okay, what am I being filled with? Am I living my days in submission to the Spirit? What is, Am I producing fruit or am I selfish? Am I feeding the flesh? And that's an important question to ask right now, especially like you said, Bryce, this time of year where it is so easy to just be focused on self and filling ourselves with sometimes they're good things, but too much of them and oftentimes bad things. Uh, so what better time to look today before we finish the year and we start next year thinking, man, the last three months, last three months, I really uh, put my faith on the back burner. We, we, we don't want that to be the case. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it's good stuff. And it's, uh, yeah, it takes a lot of evaluating and, and figuring out, man, yeah, my life is just full of what? Stress for me. I, I've, I've got stress, my, full of busyness, um, full of sports, you know, it's like, so, so you go down the list, you start thinking about it. And, and so, yeah. So for each of us, you know, it's, it's really considering those things, you know, am I full of worry and fear or am I full of joy and peace? And what do we want our our lives to be marked by? And what do we want it to be filled with? We want our lives to be filled with meaningful relationships. Mm -hmm. Then we gotta, we gotta take the effort to, to do that and be intentional about that. And do we want our, our lives full of, of Jesus where it's just like, Man, when people meet us and they they talk to us and they they experience us, they actually experience Jesus shining through us because we're full, we're filled with Him, um, and so that should be evident in, in our lives. Um, and so if we're just like you know everybody else, just like the world, then we're not gonna we're not gonna stand out. And so we have to to recognize the fullness that's in us, the fullness that's available, the fullness of God, um, and then live out of that fullness and, and have that that life. Uh, filled with the right things. So that's the encouragement for us today. It's a challenge, especially this time of year. It really is. Uh, but I just wanted to, to put that at the at the forefront of our minds and hearts today, uh, especially as we, we even, even, I wrote this in the devotional, putting together this show today, I asked Luke, I was like, we got so many options. You know, it's a full, it was a full weekend of sports. And especially going back to Thanksgiving, which was a full day of, you know, three games uh, on a Thursday. And so that kicked things off. And so where do we start? And we're already running out of time on our show today. It's been a full show. We've barely gotten anything. Um, and so, but that's kind of how our lives are too. Um, man, I'm so full, but then wait, did I, did yeah. I do what I wanted to do? So, you know, we can even ask our question. Did I talk about what we want to talk about? Well, most importantly, we want to talk about unpack this. So we got to that, right? That's so right. maybe we don't get to break down the NBA today. Uh, so that gets squeezed out, but thankfully we did do unpack this. So, so that's, that's a good analogy. I mean, think of Thanksgiving day, all the food available, but you still have your favorite things. Like when you're full, you think there's many times where I felt, gosh, I should have just had more of my favorite. But That's it's right. so tempting. I got to try everything. I got to try right. everything. I need to have a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And then I'm disappointed in my lack of self-control. I just want to, at the end of the day, I really want to enjoy the things that I enjoy. In faith, look back, like what is our time spent with? What matters? Mm. I, we, it's, it's, I don't know, it's just so easy for myself to get away from what truly matters. There's so many things. Well, I need to try that. Well, I, I need to say yes to that. 
Yep. At the end of the day, we're going to have to say no to a lot of things, but instead say yes to what actually matters, which what matters is growing in our faith in Christ, and that is our priority, mm. feeding that, submitting to the Spirit leading us. And then, okay, what else? Uh, what other good things from God can I enjoy? We talked last week uh, how to enjoy sports as as a follower of Christ. Sports are great, but are they priority? No. Walking with Jesus is the priority. And then, okay, how can I enjoy sports knowing that it's not the priority? Same thing. There's so many things that are begging to be the priority at this time of year. We can't possibly do it all, uh, especially if faith is the priority. Mm. Amen. And then the other thing, too, uh, my, my, my goal or challenge for myself is you know, to enjoy this holiday season, Christmas season, um, I was watching one of the movies last night. They made such an emphasis on the holiday season. They wouldn't say Christmas. I was like, all right, come on. Um, but anyway, that's, right. that's another side, side break. break. It's, Christmas. it's fine. It is hot. It, it's fine. I'm not going to get into all that. It is, there are holidays, Thanksgiving and all that. But it's just funny when people go out of their ways to not say Christmas. Okay, okay. Um, that's on you. Um, but but my, my goal for the, the, this season of, of life is to be full as I enter into the fullness of the season. So I want to be full, fully aware of God's presence, fully aware of what this this holiday celebrates, right? And and the story I was reading in Luke today about the you know the story of Christmas. I like to I want to start this season with that at the forefront, right? I want to be filled with the the knowledge and understanding of of the story, but more importantly, the understanding and experiential uh, love of Christ that, that that I experience that, so that as I sing the songs uh, that I love, the Christmas songs. I, I'm filled with the Spirit, and so I can enjoy those songs and actually hear the meaning of those, a lot of those rich, you know, Spirit-filled songs or, or yeah. biblical songs, I should say, um, that, that have, you know, have so much meaning in it. But if we're, if we're not full of that, those words will just fly, you know, they, we, they won't mean anything to us. So that's the other side of it, too, is even as we're, you know, Watching sports, we can do it with a different lens, which we talked about last week. So mm-hmm. anyway, we could, we could talk all day about it, but um, but that's the other thing too. We, 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 we can step into some of this with that right perspective, with that right fullness uh, yeah. tapping into. Exactly. So, all right, let's, uh, let, let's get to a couple of the other NFL stories. Uh, but before we do that, I did want to share the MetaShare moment of the week. And I am thrilled that Dick Vitale still calls college basketball games at, at his He's age. He's a PTP. That's what Check. I'm talking about, baby. Oh, that's good, Luke. I like that. Not bad. Strong. Not bad. Very strong. He's a diaper dandy. Diaper um, dandy. Oh, so good. good. Um, but but so I am a I am a Dick Vitale apologist. I. I <laughs> Like, because some people like, oh, his time, you know, he's, he's, well, people call him Dookie V. So maybe that's why I like him too. But, um, <laughs> but, but regardless, I think he's great for the sport. I, I love oh, him. I'm glad yeah, that John Madden went as long as he could. I'm rooting for Lee Corso to keep going as long as he could, uh, as long as he can. Same with Dick Vitale, Terry Bradshaw. I, 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 I've, I've been on record saying that I like these guys as long as they can. So the, the story though with Dickie V is, that he's battling is it lymphoma. Um, so he's, 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 he's got chemotherapy going on, yet he's yep. still calling games. 
And, and that to me is what's so special for him. Um, and so October 18th was when he learned that he had lymphoma months after having several surgeries to remove melanoma. Um, and so here he is courtside getting all choked up. If you saw the video when oh, I, it was on social media, it was awesome. Greatness. So that's the moment of the week for me. I'm a fan of his and, and all that he's now going through. And you think about it. He's been one of the most outspoken voices for the Jimmy V foundation and you know what Jimmy V went through. And now here, you know, Dick Vitale is at this stage of his life going through this yet continuing to call games because he loves college basketball. Oh, That's why I love Dickie V because so good. he brings the enthusiasm, the excitement to the sport. And yes. I love the sport. So I want to listen to that kind of guy. I don't want to listen to Billy Packer. You probably, you probably don't even remember Billy Packer, but yeah, the negativity yeah. that he brought to the sport. Okay. No, thanks. I'm out. But guys like Clark Kellogg and, and Dick Vitale and, you know, Jay Bill is he's the most he's just a realist. He he gives the critical side of things, but he also loves college basketball. Jay's Jay's awesome too. Whereas oh, yeah. Dickie V just focuses mainly on the positives, uh, which is which is fun. So um anyway, he was calling the game. And then I saw another article too, making a push for him to finally get his opportunity to call a March Madness game for you know CBS and Turner. He's done the international games. Let's get him on the main stage. Let's get him. He needs to be calling day one. March Madness, when we tune in to watch the Cinderella upsets, Dickie V needs to be on the call, okay? 100%. Not not, let's listen to him on ESPN News at 10 o'clock that night as he recaps the games from his house. That's nice. We'll take that. Okay, we'll get a little, little analysis after the day, but let's put him right front and center on the call. Let's also bring back Gus Johnson while we're at it. But <laughs> exactly, exactly. Let's, yeah. let's have Dick Vitale. Um, <laughs> we we so, had to we had to make our our, our uh, every show Gus Johnson plug. Definitely. You know you got you got away from the Jake Delome shout out, but if 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 we're sacrificing the Jake Delome shout out for a Gus Johnson plug, that that that's okay with me. But I mean, so, Dickie, so go our, ahead. Our MetaShare moment of the week brought to you by MetaShare. Text the word unpack to two zero one two zero one. For information about MediShare, uh, that's text the word unpack to the number 201-201. So your MediShare moment of the week, Dickie V. Yep. Yeah, I don't really have much to say. I just Dickie V is great. He's so great so for you the like sport. Him. You like yeah. him as a younger guy. Oh, my gosh, yes. As a kid, not even realizing necessarily who he was, there was an element of I wanted to watch a game knowing he was on the call. Yeah, his enthusiasm, absolutely. his iconic lines, his energy. I mean, my buddies and I growing up would just take turns trying to impersonate him. Or if we were playing <laughs> basketball and someone made a play, someone was was doing a Dickie V impersonation. It was like playing low hoop basketball in middle school. Dickie V spirit was going to be there on that on that driveway. So uh, yeah, tremendous. Love tremendous. Dickie V. Very cool. All right, so switching gears, we'll, we'll talk a little NFL. And for me, there there was some clarity yesterday that there, there are just some teams that you know maybe we've been wondering about, and and I feel like all right, they're they're now in the mix or now they're pulling away. And I think Green Bay beating the Rams that was a that was a big statement game. I thought the Rams would win that coming off of a bye, but. It, the Packers, despite the little one game where Aaron Rodgers wasn't there, and, and despite the the toe injury, um, and even the you know the injury to Aaron Jones, they just keep they just keep winning. Oh, they're so good. 
And, so and good. So I'm, I'm buying into them. They're going to be there in, in the mix. The Colts-Bucks game was awesome. And, and as you know, I'm a Colts fan. I am on the Carson Wentz bandwagon, the Frank Reich bandwagon, and I still am. And I was listening to, I guess it was Greeny today, talking about that could be a Super Bowl preview. I'm thinking the same thing. The Bucks colts is not far-fetched from a Super Bowl. We know the Bucs. They're the team. You know, the Bucs and the, and the Packers, as of today, they're the favorites out of the NFC. People can't forget about Arizona, but we're kind of forgetting about Arizona, especially with Kyler Murray. We don't know what's going on with him. The most, um, they're the most quiet <laughs> two-loss team in the history of the NFL, it feels like. Yeah, yeah. Well, because Kyler's been out for a number of weeks now. Yeah. Um, and then they had a bye week. But the, the Colts, they played the Bucs tough. You can just tell they, they've got it. They've got things rolling. Like they're even in their losses, you can see. Okay, they're they've they've got it figured out. Carson Wentz has it figured out. They they didn't run the ball with Jonathan Taylor as much, which was appeared to be by design. I'm just not sure that design was as great in the second half. The I was listening to a radio show today. Apparently, the Colts dialed up 26 pass plays in a row at one yeah, point. I didn't love that. Didn't love unreal. That. But Reich said, hey. Wentz was dialed. He was hot. Yeah. No, he was. He was th- different receivers, tight ends. It was awesome. But you still got to leverage Jonathan Taylor. Let's yeah. not for- he, to, to me, he was forgotten. And that, that may have affected things in the long run because it was a tight game. So uh, yeah. I guess it could have gone, gone either way. But I, I, I'm all in on the box. They're, they're, they're fine. Any concerns about them over the last couple of weeks? Just some injuries. But Gronk's back. They're good to go. Um, and then as far as, as teams that, you know, they're just done. Like I've said, the Saints are done. Still feel that after their beatdown uh, from the Bills. Bills beat them down Thursday night, Thanksgiving night. Uh, my Panthers are done. That was ugly yesterday against the Dolphins. You got to beat the Dolphins. Now, I don't know what the Dolphins are doing. They've won four straight. I'm not willing to buy into them. I'm just not a big Tua, Tua guy. Um, but that was dreadful. What are you laughing at me? Laughing at my misery? Just your phrase. Got to beat the Dolphins. You got to beat the Dolphins. Always. You, got, you can never lose to the Dolphins. You yeah. never want to lose to them. Sorry, you Ron. You got to beat them. <laughs> but my good buddy, Ron, he listens to the podcast. Now, forget it. That was, I'm, I'm in church, you know, seeing people after church. Hey, what do you think about the game today? Oh, yeah, you got to beat, Pan- they gotta beat the Dolphins. Panthers. Oh, yeah, they got this. Cam, Cam, oh, yeah, Cam, Cam, CMC. You know, this, it's going to be the keys are going to get handed back. back to Darnold. Darnold's yeah. going to get the keys again. It's been, it has been a roller coaster in Carolina this year. <laughs> I, I second guessed even turning on the Panther light in the studio. I'm going to turn the light off. Symbolically, the light is being turned off. The lights off. are out. The, the lights Panthers. are out in Carolina. Panthers. Thanks for playing. <laughs> good night to them. I already said good night to the Steelers. Good night to the Vikings. Good night to the Browns. Sorry, good Brown. night. Good night to Baker Mayfield. Good night. And do we, they don't listen to me. Why aren't they listening to unpacking it? Put in Case Keenum and salvage the season. I'm telling you. When did he play? Did they win? They beat the Broncos, right? On Thursday night. Thank yes. you. Put him back in the game. At this point, Baker is Baker is hurting their chances to, yeah, to make ridiculous. the playoffs. An unbelievable defense. They were great last night. They, they should have won the game when you look at, hey, they, they held uh, Baltimore under 20 points. What yeah. more can you ask for? What, more, what, what do you want? I mean, come on. Put a quarterback in there that's going to get it done. And they have weapons. Yes, Jarvis they do. Landry, Chubb, Kareem Hunt. 
They've got 15 tight ends to throw to. Seriously? <laughs> they spent all their money on tight ends. And Joku got into the end zone and last they're sending night. out a, a banged up Baker? Oh, what are we doing? I know. I, it's, it's frustrating. You, you, you After years of that. misery in Cleveland, to, to just make what seems like just bonehead errors in who you're fielding. You have a team that can be a playoff team. After years, if that wasn't even a possibility, and you're just going to waste it. And and now with Cincinnati winning and running the ball well, and Nixon, their and their defense is pretty good. Oh. So they're you know that was a big win for them yesterday. That was a statement game for the Bengals to sweep the Steelers. That turns the light off. Sorry, Steelers, and I love, yeah. but that I love Tomlin, but that's that's it's over for them. Um, and then let's see. Oh, the Eagles. That, sorry, Henry. I mean, you got to beat the Giants if you're the Eagles. That was your chance. And uh, to me, I mean, everybody kind of beats themselves up in the divisional games. I, I understand that. But I, that was a that was an ugly loss for the Eagles and Hurts. Multiple interceptions. Not yeah. not a good look for them. So <laughs> that was uh, that was that, that might be the end. I'm probably not fully saying they're totally out. But they're they're right. They're they're limping along. Limping along just, that. There are some really good games. But then, the like that Philadelphia and Giants game snoozer thirteen to seven. I know the, the Browns Ravens game. Oh, oof! I I, I mean it. That's a uh, yeah. I'm just gonna head turn this off. That, yeah. That's one of those games. I said I would rather be watching uh, Baker Mayfield commercials on loop. <laughs> I would I would much rather do that than watch whatever that was. That's what I'm convinced I can get behind right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give me those, or even the progressive. Progressive, uh, don't become your parents. You put those, those on with okay. the baker. I, I should mean. have said those. That is the best commercial going right now. I know uh, the baker ones are great. They're great. The, uh, the AT and T foam finger one, where she does the different foam fingers, that one's good. That. But the progressive, don't be like your parents. Gosh, is funny. it's not even close. That's the best commercial going right now. It is. Uh, it's funny that Madeline keeps saying, yeah. I really think you're just a big commercial guy is what I'm realizing about you because, I mean, I'm dialed on commercials right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm la- audible, audibly laughing. The progressive ones, I mean, I am locked in to watching those. They're hilarious. Oh, Yeah, they're, uh, they're so they're brilliant. So they're my, right on. My biggest NFL takeaway right now, just fast forward to the playoffs because I cannot wait for them. The amount of teams, and we keep, I mean, we – we just keep hammering this point every week, but the amount of teams in each conference who has a legit chance at winning, like the playoffs are going to be unbelievable this year. They should think be. of, think of the chiefs are on no one's radar. The chiefs, uh, well, the Colts, no radar, Tennessee, we're unsure, credited. Yeah. but like there is, I mean, the three, four, five teams in each conference who has a shot. I mean, I don't. It's. I just cannot wait. It's going to be unbelievable. I do think the Titans are going to have a really tough go at it the rest of the way. I mean, Ryan Tannehill. Just. I mean, he's looking around. Going, what. What am I going to do? It's very true. Who am I with no AJ Brown. No AJ Brown. Oh, no Derrick Henry. So costly. You can't lose that many weapons. So. So he. They're in trouble. Um. You know. To me, teams like the Chargers and the 49ers, I just see all the potential and all the talent there that. If those teams get in, they can get hot and go. But, you know, the Chargers are letting the Broncos hang around in that division. The Raiders are still hanging around. You mentioned the Chiefs. So 
that's really the, the tightest, toughest division right now, um, which is fascinating. So I, I can't believe the Broncos keep hanging around. They just keep hanging around. I just think of like my Cowboys. We go on to win the division. We'll get the Rams for Oof. wild card week. The Rams. Rams beat you guys a couple years ago, right? That was the yep, yep. That was on the their same. way to the Super Bowl. Is that the one? Yes. No, that was the end of the Rams. That no, because I don't think Gurley was running well then. Is that the? Was that the C.J. Anderson game? Was he yeah. on the Rams? Yeah. I think that oh was. gosh, yeah, C.J. Anderson. Goodness. What a uh, legend. Well, he's, he's one of those. It's Aaron Rodgers and C.J. Anderson. I have so much scar tissue from them. Ah, uh, they'll get it's you. Unbelievable. But uh, yeah, I just, I just, you know where I'll be come NFL playoffs time. Yes. You, you know exactly where I'll be. I can't wait for sure. All right. Speaking of the Rams, uh, I'm excited because we're we're teaming up with a new movie coming out called American Underdog, the story of Kurt Warner. And I, I, I this coming out Christmas Day, which is huge. So to me, the Kurt Warner story is one of the the best sports stories, really just life stories, you know, the, an underdog story of all time that I'm aware of. And, and I've seen the movie already, and I can highly recommend it. It's, it's maybe not quite what you think it's going to be, so you just got to see it and experience it and go in with kind of no expectations. It's not fully uh, – uh, it's not all sports. It's not all faith. It's not all uh, romance. It's kind of a little bit of everything. And, yep. and so you can watch it with your wife or girlfriend, or if you're a woman, you'll enjoy it, or if you, you know, whoever. Everybody, everybody will enjoy it. Uh, if you're a non-sports fan, I should say, even if you're a non-sports fan, you will enjoy it. Um, and so that's that's the exciting part of uh, about this this movie. Um, and so anyway, today on the show, we are going to air the trailer for this movie. And so to give you a little uh, excitement and and let it build and, and make some Christmas plans. So go go see it that that, that day that it comes out or or sometime around the. The Christmas season, and it's uh, a it's a story that is just not necessarily known by the public. Like it's one of those for a, for a great story. Yep it it it's crazy how many people don't un, just don't know about the life of Kurt Warner. That's right. Yeah. No, my my wife who's not a sports fan. That's kind of why I was saying that that she loved it. Like it was it was just an awesome movie. And so like Kurt's life story, even before he made it to the Rams is wild and fascinating. Um, and then you talk about just kind of the football, the fact that he went from arena football to the Hall of Fame. Are you kidding me? Well, go go back. Northern Iowa to the Hall of Fame. It's it's remarkable. Um, and so, yeah, there, there'll be some details of the story that you didn't even realize, even if you're a diehard sports fan, or you'll be reminded of, and then you'll put it in perspective and go, oh my goodness, this is this is remarkable. So, Luke, let, let's play the the trailer. And then after the trailer... We'll do tap drill with Henry, and and we'll wrap up this Monday show. Destiny, the wants of the underdogs. You want to prove that? Football. Tell me about that. As long as I have a ball in my hand, I feel alive. Kind of like how I feel right now. I'm staying here. I got work to do. Work. The NFL's not going to draft some dude from the 1AA school in Iowa. There were other offers. I called every team in the NFL. No one's interested. Can I get one of your applications? I promised that I would take care of you and the kids. So that is exactly what I'm going to do. 
this is your dream? Don't give up on it. Yeah, I didn't pick me. I pick you. I pick you too. Kurt Warner, you got the whole package, kid. The world just needs more time to see it. He came up with this whole arena concept. Arena football. It's like a circus. People love the circus. I like the circus. You pay me for a touchdown? I also pay you to win. Well, that's going to be fun. Hey, Kurt. We've been trying to reach you. I'm sorry, who are you? I'm with the Rams. This guy's cold. Slow as molasses. He's beneath the standard of this franchise. That's what people said about me when I came here. All those years gave us something others didn't have. Made you ready for this moment. Third corner out of the arena league. It's one of those stories that's too good for the movie. The perfect guy here. He was bagging groceries five years ago. Go out there and you show the world what I've known all along. You were born for this. This is my time. I know who I am and I know why I'm here. There you go. Man. Man. Woo! It wow. good. So Dennis Quaid plays Dick Vermeil, and he, he nails it. Like, he's actually, he's not in the movie that much, but uh, the, the scenes that he does have are, are great. He's, he, he nails the character, uh, who Dick Vermeil is, because he was a great coach. Um, so, yeah. And he Dennis, was Quaid, Dennis Quaid's a beast. So oh, He's the best. Yeah. If you're, if you're just, if you're just, uh, if you're an anti Kurt Warner, if you have some sports scar tissue from Kurt Warner, see it for Dennis Quaid. That's right. <laughs> yeah. If Dennis Quaid's in it. I'm in. Um, and then Zach Levi. So he, he, he's plays Kurt Warner. Uh, he, he was in the show called Chuck. It was a show I was yeah. into like in college. <clears throat> Great show. Oh, so much fun. So. You seem like a Chuck guy. Yeah, Chuck guy, Chuck guy. <laughs> back then. So, um, so anyway, it's a good movie, fun. Uh, I think you'll you'll enjoy it. So we're we're thankful to partner with them. Uh, I actually wrote uh, discussion guides based on the movie. So uh, so teams are going to use those. So pretty cool opportunity uh, for unpacking it. So uh, yeah, should be a great great movie. Christmas Day. There you go. All right, Henry. Let's do a little tap drill. Some of the stories we haven't had a chance to get to. Some of the other shenanigans going on in the sports world what's going on boys and who doesn't love shenanigans in sports so let's start off with the bucks game now you guys talked about the bucks game earlier today where uh the bucks and tom brady uh wound up with the win but the story of this tab drill is bucks defensive tackle vita vea and i don't know if you guys saw it but he actually lost a tooth in the middle of the game if you actually get a chance to go see it or if you go to ESPN, you could actually see a piece of his tooth get knocked out God. while he was actually taking on a double team from two um, two offensive uh, offensive linemen. So the tap is this: Are football players tougher than say hockey players who walk around half of them without any teeth? 
<laughs> well, I don't want to make a blanket statement based on uh, Vita Veda, Vita Veda, Vita Veda. Yeah, no, but you got it right. You're good. You're good. I was watching the game. I was. I, I try to keep. I, I watched it on Red Zone Channel, but uh, that was an awesome game, and I did see that. And I'm, he was just so nonchalant about it. It was no big deal. I mean, he lost a tooth, so it, it was a little crazy. But football players are tough. But I still go hockey. To oh, me, if you're running yeah. around on skates at that speed, you got a puck flying around. I still go hockey on that, but so it's clearly hockey players are tougher. Um, if you if you know a buddy who plays hockey, or just look into the injuries hockey players play through. I mean, it is it's jaw dropping, like broken ankles. It's it's un it's unbelievable. So uh, clearly, clearly hockey, and then we just got to just blanket statement. Shout out rugby. Those guys are oh, barbarians. Yeah, yeah, that's like uh, another that, level. That is almost just laughable, the, the yeah. contact they play with. So it's almost not even fair to include them in this debate. But I would go hockey over over football players. Yeah, definitely. And I'm actually brushing off the ice skates. I'm going to, uh, over the over the holiday season, I'm going to try and get some ice skating in. Wow. So, so, you're a, so you're a liquid and frozen water guy. You're a longtime uh, swimmer, mm. and mm. now uh, you're taking your towns to the ice. Yeah. You uh, own your own ice skates, or you're, you're going to go rent? I don't. I, don't I, I haven't ice skated in probably, probably like six, seven years maybe. Jody and I did when we were first dating and maybe early marriage. You but... may need to ride the wall for a little bit. Hand, yeah, on, the wall, hand on the wall for a couple laps. I didn't learn to ice skate until much later in life. So I'm, I'm very rusty. And now I'm expected to teach little Maddie how to do it. I will throw this out there. Has anybody brought their two-year-old ice skating? Is that too early? Now, we th- a few weeks ago, we discussed the car wash and the debacle that that was. Am, am I stepping into uh, a dangerous uh, situation here? To me, she's so close to the ground. So I'm not so worried about it. she's going like, to fall and hurt herself. But we're talking about some major blades here. These are blades. Blades the, of glory. Uh, on the ice skates. So, um, is that, are you uh, are you a bender? I uh, one of all my hockey friends. Any when uh, when hockey players, their ankles bend inward because they have no ankle Ooh. stability. Uh, they call them benders. So, uh, oh. are you uh, are you an ankles in guy because you don't lace them up tight enough, or uh, are you uh, you know I know what I'm doing. My I have good uh, ankle mobility here. Oh gosh, I I don't even know the answer to that question. I broke my ankle as a kid, so I probably don't have the best of ankles. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'll have to look into that. I would, I would think I would tie them tight though. That would be my, I would say we need video evidence of, Ooh. of this, this, this endeavor. <laughs> I, we would, we'll have to play on the show adventure. a video of you ice skating. I think that oh would be gosh. glorious. Yeah. Well, talking to the only Northeast guy of the bunch here, um, in answer to your question, uh, Bryce, no. She, it, it, this is actually the perfect time for her oh. to get on the ice because up here in Connecticut, uh, Connecticut is a basketball school. That is a basketball state more than it is a football state, but it is totally an ice hockey state. And mm-hmm. we got kids on the ice hockey rink right now as young as about four. Okay. So. So these kids are playing hockey. The, you know, these little girls are playing hockey at four years old. So wow. this is the time for you to put the skates on her and let her go. All right. There we go. I'll let you guys uh, I'll get some video. It'll be fun. It'll be me All falling. Right. Take and- her to a Charlotte Checkers game. 
There you go. Well, triple A hockey. <laughs> yeah, let's go. <laughs> speaking of North Carolina, speaking of North Carolina sports, uh, did you guys remember that we actually had college basketball over the weekend? In particular, Duke beating number one at the time, Gonzaga, oh, in yeah. what was a very hotly contested game, which could probably be a preview of the national championship. If the mm-hmm. cards play right. So if you guys scored the game and if knowing what you guys know about Duke, what we know about Gonzaga, exactly what did we learn about this game? Well, what I'm excited about with Duke is it's it's Coach K's final season. So everybody, it's it's locked in. Every game matters. Sometimes, you know, early in the season, Duke uh, falls maybe to you know a game or here, here or there, and it's like, hey, it's a good learning experience. To me, it's like Duke's ready to go. Like, let's every every game is adding to the K legacy at this point. And so, beating a number one team like Gonzaga to say, whoa, whoa, whoa timeout. No, no, no. Duke's number one. So now Duke is the team to get through. Uh, so that's an early season statement game. Um, but Gonzaga's really good. They're, 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 they're going to be awesome. They're going to be there in the end. I'll be pulling for them to be there. I was pulling for them to win it last year after Duke got out. But um, uh, Duke actually has a championship caliber roster this year. So, um, yeah, it was fun. That's a good early season. I mean, so we've, we've already seen some great early season matchups in college basketball. But for Duke to go Kentucky and Gonzaga and then throw in, uh, what was it, the Citadel and – army in the middle of it uh multiple things here one perhaps the most entertaining aspect of this game was the graphic that espn made of gonzaga versus duke duke's best player paulo bencaro they used just a horrific picture of him it, and he commented like what kind of picture is this because he was like the poster board for this game and duke basketball replied on twitter said hey espn if you ever need any pictures of our players please let us know uh so we can just <laughs> never have this happen again so that was hilarious um, can, can you run can you run the pictures by us first that's before right before you yeah. embarrass our players on national television they used a great picture of drew timmy for gonzaga and then just a weird smile I don't know, it looked it looked very poor very uh. poor photo use for duke but fantastic game. Um, I've always rooted for Mark Few to get a ring. Want him to get a ring after all he's done for that program. Um, Gonzaga is just so interesting. They play no one all season in conference play. So if I was ever good enough to play Division One basketball and ever recruited by them, I don't know if I'd want to go play for Gonzaga. But this year, the the non conference games they've scheduled is ridiculous. Texas, UCLA. And then now playing Duke. So Gonzaga means business. Uh, this could be a Final Four game come March. And it, it was a great game. It lived up to the hype. So, I, But I also don't think the game matters that much. Uh, it's one versus five. Both have an argument to be the best team in the country. Good for experience for these players. Looks I like basketball. I like the experience that you talk about UCLA, Gonzaga, Duke. Guys are actually back. Like a ton of freshmen, tons of you know, big time recruits, all that oh, are I know. involved. But we yes. also have some guys that, that we saw last year in the tournament. It's which so is, good for college basketball. Like I love the that. fact that Drew Timmy, yeah. after last year, one of the best players in the country, is now back and is dominating. And yeah. awesome. Duke's got a couple old obviously they're gonna have good freshmen more. every year. Kentucky's an older team. It's just this year in college basketball is going to be phenomenal. 
Yes, I agree. And the reason why it's going to be phenomenal, and just as you guys touched on it, is that we're so used to the one and dones. We're so used to kids going into college for one year just to get their names and get their faces out there, and then they're gone to the NBA. The best teams this year are the teams that are returning fourth-year seniors, fifth-year seniors, juniors. You're going to see the experience win out. And one of the teams that everybody's talking about is Calipari's Kentucky with the older with the older group. So I'm going to love to see what the, what the basketball landscape looks like, of course, once the Super Bowl is gone. But, uh, definitely, but, but always remember, football is king, always. And uh, we got time for one last tap. Now, and- now, you're, now you're, just, uh, you're just trying to please Bryce with that one. <laughs> I'm not one of these, like, I I love football and basketball. Those are my top two sports. So, and golf would be, would be third, but, um, but like when it's NBA season in the heart of it, I love the NBA. When it's college basketball at the heart of it, I love it. And during football season. You don't want your food to touch. You don't want your food to touch. I'm going to enjoy football and then I'm going to enjoy basketball. Right. I don't want my mashed potatoes touching my sweet potato casserole. Right. We enjoy football from September right up until December. And when December comes along and the NBA puts out those slate of games, we're like, eh, my team, like my Giants, my Giants are done anyway. Let's focus on oh. what what LeBron and company are doing, I and let's do focus on the NBA. I'm a charcuterie board guy. Give me everything. I'm going to put it all in a blender. I wake Saturday mornings or soccer, transition into football in the afternoon. I'm, I'm dialed in for the weeknight games. So give me it so, all. Luke loves the sports buffet, as we like to I, call it. I, I am a... And in life, my goodness, can I tear up a buffet? <laughs> CC's, hey, CC's Pizza, all you haters out there, I will not tolerate CC slander. Oh, you see, we CC's still around. They close near us. Oh, there, it's still a game changer. It's still a game changer here. There you yeah. guys go talking about pizza. You guys talking about pizza. You haven't come to Brooklyn yet. You guys haven't oh, had pizza until you come to Brooklyn. You see, y'all started this. Y'all can't be talking about pizza and you can't come up to the East Coast up here. We got this greasy. Give me Chicago deep dish. That's what I want. Oh, God. Deep dish guy. Give me thin crust. If it's thin crust or nothing. I don't I don't need the deep dish. Forget about it. Give me the thin crust. Thin crust dip in ranch. Every corner here. If you don't dip your pizza in ranch, you don't know what you're doing. So give me thin crust, dip in ranch, give me the buffet. All right, before we before we get totally off the rails here, the final tap of the day. We talked about it earlier today with uh, Lincoln Riley leaving Oklahoma for the sunny state of California and USC. But Oklahoma, don't despair because a blast from the past is actually coming to coach the upcoming bowl game, whatever that bowl game is. And coming to the rescue is the one and only Bob Stoops. Yes, he's coming out of the broadcast booth, and he's going to coach Oklahoma in their in their bowl game for the absent Lincoln Riley. So, boys, let me ask you this. Who is one person who's currently in the booth, whether they were a player, whether they were a coach, that you would love to see back in the sport for one game? Oh, wow. That's a great question. I was not uh, anticipating that. Um I was gonna the, well, let me think about it for a moment, but the, the, just this story is fascinating to me that that Bob Stoops is doing this. I, I kind of like that Fox pregame show. They, they got some good guys. Brady Quinn 
is becoming one of my favorite analysts. Um, maybe I just like his hair, but um, but Bob Stoops has been a part of that. Bob Stoops has actually been a guest on Unpacking It. But to just like you're you're still keeping up with Oklahoma and you're still a part of the program, but then to step in on a on a big stage. To, to, to be the, the fill-in coach, I just find this fascinating. I really do. Of course, he's the legend there that yeah. you know, built that program up to, to what it is. But, um, I, yeah, it's just a, it's a huge – I, I was kind of like, wait, what? Really? Okay. Interesting. <laughs> it's hilarious to me. Like, yeah. I, I was reading he's been a part-time analyst for the past few years, which – if anyone wants to define for me what an analyst is, like when Nick Saban brings in an analyst, what does that even mean? For uh, Bob Soups to be a part-time analyst? Interesting. What does that even mean? It, so, it means that he's not he's not going to give him the title of coach, but he's going to give him as an analyst slash offensive consultant. It's just, it's just yeah. so funny to me. But, I mean, yeah, bring in Stoops, but... I don't know. I can't think of anything that's ever happened like that. I'm trying to think of a, another example of what that would be like. It's just hilarious to me that Bob Stoops is, you know, just promote an assistant. I don't know. It's interesting. I know. So the one coach I'll say to come back is Bill Cower. So Bill Cower to me retired way young. And like, even here in Carolina, we were begging him to be the coach at one point or NC state, I think wanted him at one point, you know, there were all these like potential. Oh, come on. That'd be sweet to have Bill Cower. Uh, but he never did it. He never came back. So I, w- I was always curious what he would do at another school or, or at another uh, team. He was, of course, with the Steelers. But um, what we do, another NFL team or even a college team. So that, uh, that that question is always out there when I see him on uh, CBS. So there you go. I like I was, uh, somebody texted me yesterday. Oh, I don't like the Fox pregame show anymore. They're, they're old and stale. And I'm like, man, I love the Fox. Fox is still my favorite. I watched a little bit of the CBS pregame show yesterday, but uh, I, Fox to me is still they're the they're the cream of the crop when it comes to NFL coverage. I still like College Game Day on ESPN, but I don't mind a little SEC uh, pregame Tebow and the boys, and then uh, even that Fox pregame show, like I said, with Brady Quinn, Matt Leinart, Reggie Bush, Bob Stoops. Those are those are pretty good guys. So there you go. We'll leave it on that. Henry, anything else? No, actually, one of our one of our listeners, Nathan Dancy, says, "How about Jimmy Johnson going back to the University of Miami?" <laughs> Jimmy, uh, he's older at this point. I don't think he's coaching. He he's done a nice job, uh, you know, as an analyst, but he's got to like take the afternoon off a lot. You know, he's got to keep his fishing open. He's not going back to Miami. Keep his fishing open. I like the I like the idea. Though. <laughs> All right, boys, and that is Tap Drill, where we just have one and only legend, and that is my boy, Bryce Johnson. Ooh, the legend. Oh, We do have to shout out your hair, Bryce. We've gone an hour and 26 minutes. Yes, yes. I haven't done you due diligence in shouting out uh, your good hair day today, which maybe you like Brady Quinn because you're just trying to uh, adopt his hair, which he has good hair. So maybe that's, that's that's the underlying background of your shout out to Brady Quinn. Yeah, I don't know. Do I want to be like Brady Quinn. I'm not sure about that. But well, either that, career. or either that, or he's trying to outshine the two USC guys and Matt Leinart and uh, and, what, and what's and Reggie Bush. True, true. Oh, that's a good point. Well, thanks for the shout out. I switched gels, so maybe we need to get them as a sponsor. I'm not going to say who it is, but I switched gels, and and so I got to give a shout Rich. out to. Product that that may be the biggest shout out today is is hair gel for Bryce because there you, uh, there you go Bryce with no hair gel 
Ooh, that's that's a, that is a yeah that is a a sight to see. Woof. Uh, yeah, shout out to when Bryce came and uh, we had to Texas for a conference. Didn't bring hair gel, so uh, hey, can we go eat dinner together? And then can you take me to Target to get some hair gel? You saved the day, man. <laughs> you, saved, you saved my career just with that hair gel, man. Oh my goodness, I can't believe you left your hotel room. I no. could not believe it. Wow. The lesson learned: always have a backup hat. Always need a hat, just in yeah. case. Just in case. So, oh. all right, guys. Well, it was fun. It was a full show, as we promised, and uh, hopefully, everybody's encouraged. Uh, just to to ask the question: All right, what, what what am I full of? What is my what is my life filled with? And is it filled with the right things? And are we tapping into the fullness of God and and recognizing that? God is full in Christ, and Christ is in us, and we are in him. And so we've got the fullness of God, the fullness of his love and power available to us, in us. And let's live from a place of that and acknowledge that and embrace it and enjoy it and partake in it. So uh, have a wonderful week. We'll talk to you next Monday. We've got some uh, other podcasts dropping throughout the week, so make sure you subscribe to the Unpacking It podcast uh, anywhere podcasts are found. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And we will uh, talk to you then. For Luke and Henry, I'm Bryce. I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected. And through faith, I've been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well. And I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a great rest of your day. This has been the Unpacking It podcast presented by MetaShare. For more information about the show, our events, and other resources, visit unpackingit.com. That's U-N-P-A-C-K-I-N-I-T.com. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and challenged by what you heard today. To support our show and Unpacking It Ministries with a financial gift, visit unpackingit.com slash donate. We look forward to unpacking sports, faith, and life with you again next week.